welcome back to Dr. Carcass, our automotive news update section. I'm your host, Dan Lacey. We look at the United Auto Workers strike, which is over. It cost almost $3 billion for the Detroit Three, but the two-digit pay increase, approximately 25%, will cost you and I, on our cars in the future, approximately $850 to $900. That is according to Ford. GM and Stellantis will likely be the same as well. That's what that strike is going to cost us as the consumer of vehicles in bottom line dollars. It bodes well for the workers. I give them that, but obviously someone has to pay. Now, according to uh, UAW President Sean Fain, he did some things that he thought were uh, epic. He struck all three manufacturers at the same time and not just one or two. And he laid it heavy on some very big high-end production facilities. All that said, production only stopped by about 30% across the board. The manufacturers are still able to operate. But in the end, the big three gave way to the UAW 25% pay increase across the board pretty much for everybody. Now, what does that mean? Well, According to the big three, when you add in wages and benefits, the hourly rate for an employee will rise to $75 to $78 an hour at the end of the agreement. Meanwhile, Stellantis is rebuilding their engine lineup, even as it works towards launching, get this, 75 nameplates by 2030, Stellantis is dropping or cleaning up old engines and introducing new, smaller, and more powerful ones. The whole idea here, get them leaner and meaner, and maybe smaller in displacement, adding turbochargers, superchargers. Stellantis says, we are rapidly streamlining our three-cylinder, four-cylinder, and six-cylinder, and even our eight-cylinder engines, and we are aggressively streamlining our diesel portfolio as well. Uh, They look at low displacement and high displacement, big diesels coming in the future. What does it also mean? Well, get this one. They have a Hurricane engine, a 3-liter Hurricane twin-turbo inline 6-cylinder, which produces more power than the heavier 6.4-liter Hemi V8. Smaller weight, more power, less displacement, better economy. It might add up to something good. Wrapped up in all this, Mickey Bly, the senior vice president and head of global propulsion systems at Stellantis, says that we have to do it all. That is gas diesel, electric, all of it. Well, EV transition slows as inventory grows and industry hits hurdles. Uh, You might have heard it first here on Dr. CarCast about four months ago. We had mentioned that we predict by November prices in EVs will drop because inventories are going up and buyers are going down. It's a hurdle that a lot of industry officials say is kind of a normal growth thing, but uh, stated here, EV sales growth has stalled this month. And according to these EV sales and growth stall, uh, this month, General Motors delayed EV pickup production and Honda canceled the deal to uh, build affordable EVs with GM. Ford said it's also pushing back a $12 billion expenditure in EV spending reducing Mustang Mach-E production, and delaying one of two planned battery plants. EV-only maker Tesla saw its revenue growth fall in the third quarter as its slower pace affected them as well. 
Meanwhile, Mercedes-Benz dealers are complaining about slow-selling EVs piling up on their lots. It's about an 82-day average to sell what's on the lot. Meanwhile, it's 97 days uh, for Tesla and Rivian, compared to 57 days for internal combustion engines. What's going on? In January of 2023, the ICE vehicles and EV vehicles were on par for about 50 days of inventory. Fast forward to October, and now EVs are sitting on lots for about 88 days. ICE vehicles, that is internal combustion engine vehicles, are sitting on lots for about 50 days. The reality of EVs is becoming apparent, according to Toyota Motor Chairman Akia Toyota. He told reporters at the Japan Mobility Show last week. He says the main issue is sluggish demand despite a robust supply and growing selection of EV models. Uh, Well, it's related to range anxiety and cost. That's what's really going on here. The costs are too high. The range anxiety exists between the buyer and the vehicle. They don't know how far they're going to get. And they don't know if the infrastructure can basically supply them with the electricity if they go too far out of town. What is it? The count I heard last was 25 to 30 percent of EV chargers are down or they are not performing properly. And there's a real problem in the field providing reliable charging systems for EV buyers. And according to Sam Fioroni, the vice president for global vehicle forecasting at Auto Forecast Solutions, he says, although the transition to EVs will continue, exponential growth will level off over the next year. Early adopters have already purchased EVs. In the rest of the market, there are too many vehicles and not enough buyers, he says. It's not a market where you can charge $80,000 for every EV that comes out anymore. Six-digit price tags and unreliable charging are keeping many EVs on dealership lots. Meanwhile, Ford GM pushback spending on EVs. But also, GM says it's no longer going to provide EV production targets so it can build to market demand. Ford said it would also delay expenditures in EV spending as slow demand for electric vehicles has prompted these two companies to postpone billions of dollars in investments as automakers decide they don't need yet additional production capacity. How does this bode for a 2030 and 2035 mandates from the government? This is a clear example of how politics and engineering collide. You can't out-policy the data. The data's there. It says it has to be this way. It can't go out any faster. And yet the government just keeps demanding what it wants from the marketplace. The market itself is the bigger factor here, and the buyers are just not ready to transition into the volumes that everybody needs in order to make a profit. GM, as an example, withdrew its commitment to build 400,000 EVs by mid-2024 as it works to balance production with demand. But it's holding on to its 2025 capacity target, not mentioned how many, and a goal to make EVs profitable by then, that is 2025. The automaker is also delaying three upcoming models, the Chevrolet Equinox EV, the Chevrolet Silverado EV, and the GMC Sierra EV, according to CEO Mary Barra. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the manufacturers. We've also commented in the past that Ford is having problems with their EV production on Ford trucks. And let me rephrase that. They have trouble selling them. The market share of F-150s is only about... 
2.5% in the EV line, and they've meanwhile built this huge factory to produce thousands of Ford F-150 EVs, that is Lightnings, for 2024. Let's see what the production numbers are like on that in the future. Ford is also delaying the building of a battery plant and is reducing some Mustang Mach-E production. Ford does say that the Blue Oval City complex in Tennessee and the other Kentucky plant it's building with partner SK on is still on. As demand is softened, we'll need less capacity in the new future, they say. We'll, so we'll push out that investment until the time when we need to put that capacity in place. Japan, Toyota, they have been very slow on the EV march out. They truly don't have a BEV, a battery electric vehicle. Rather, they have hybrids. As Japan's automakers put on an EV extravaganza at Toyota's auto show, executives defend their go-slow EV rollouts with Toyota as planned to meet sustainable market demand. They're on their path. They're on the path that they want to be on. It seems to be boding well for them. They've got quite a few offerings coming out in 2026. Meanwhile, they're in no hurry, no rush. And when those numbers come out for 2026, they're looking at producing huge market share. They have the Toyota BZ4X and the Lexus RZ crossovers, uh, but they're not selling all that well. Of the 448,000 gasoline electric standard and plug-in hybrid vehicles they've sold over the last year, only 9,000 of those were EVs. But once Toyota gets rolling with its next generation of EVs due in 2026, it expects big growth. Toyota wants to sell some 1.5 million EVs globally in 26 and 3.5 million EVs in 2030. Well, that's a lot of growth for Toyota in a very short period of time. That's about all we have for automotive news this day. A lot of stuff happening with uh, growth of EVs, or lack thereof, and growth of paychecks for those for the UAW. I'm Dan Lacey, your host with Dr. Carcass. We'll be back with more automotive news soon.